You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched the struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Here he is from Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Orange I'm Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter, and the S is for signing day because that's what we're going to be previewing tonight. Uh, let's see, on one end, I've got the man who put both of his kids to bed tonight. Hey, you nerd! Success, but <laughs> I'm also living in a world where Rodrigo Blankenship has a Lou Groza Award and Daniel Carlson has it, so I'm just trying to come to grips with that real quickly. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, come just. On. This is recruiting. This isn't an award show episode. Uh, (laughs) You don't want to turn this this, into a kicker podcast? We we could do that. (laughs) On the other end of the Skype call, I have Nashville's best Auburn blogger, Dr. Will McLaughlin. As we always say at College of Magnolia, don't tweet at recruits. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Um, We're going to jump right into it because we have a lot to cover with signing day coming up. that's what pays the bills for us, so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, but first, we're going to do basketball signing. Um, Will, so explain this to me. We had the early signing period. That's already ended, correct? Yes. Okay, so we're not in a signing period right now. Nobody can sign. That is correct, yes. When, so, does, when does it open back up? Uh, sometime in 2020, I want to say March or April. Okay. Probably about once high school season seasons in for everybody. Um, but we had three guys that, that had already committed that have already signed, uh, Justin Powell, Sharif Cooper, and Chris Moore. Um, yeah. So last time we talked about Justin and Sharif, they were already committed. I think they'd already signed when we were on last episode, but Chris Moore actually committed after, uh, we last talked. So let's talk a little more about him. Um, huh, a little more, what, <laughs> a little more, uh, what kind of player is he? Uh, he's a six-six forward. He's an explosive athlete, athlete shot blocker. Um, he is racking up double doubles for his high school this year. In eight games that he's played for West Memphis High, he has a double double in every single game. So uh, good score. Right Memphis. Yep, good score, good rebounder. Um, he, he's had several games where he's blocked five to seven shots a game. Um, so he's kind of a high flying athlete, and I don't want to. I don't know. He reminds me of Malik, but maybe a better version of Malik, perhaps. I don't know. That's my early, the early uh, analysis that I would have about him. But uh, we'll call we'll call him Jumpy. Call him Jumpy. I can I can Sorry. work with that. Are we just is Bruce just slowly assembling a team of Maliks? Because if that's that's the case, I think I'm on board for that. I'm I'm here for that all day myself. All the <laughs> players are going to dominate the German second league. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we've got those three guys. Uh, that gives us uh, what a point guard, a shooting guard, and a and a forward wing. Yeah. Okay, so we're still missing a big. We're going to be losing Austin Wiley and Anthony Macklemore this year, and so all all we've really got on the roster right now is Stretch, who's also not getting a ton of minutes. Uh, where where does that leave us, Will? Well, Jalen Williams, too. We, we, we don't talk about him a lot because he hasn't That's played true. a lot. But I want to give him a little bit of love because the little that he's gotten to play, I've liked what I've seen so far. Yeah, but he's looking really good. Other than him and Stretch, like you said, yeah, we're kind of thin on the front line. Um, Greg Brown is the biggest uh, big man target, and he was in town for the Iron Bowl. Heck of a game to come that to. That worked out nice. Yes, for sure. A heck of a game to come for your official visit. And uh, he left Auburn very impressed, and he's definitely considering Auburn uh, one of his top schools right now. And uh, so, is he still said, favored for Texas? I mean, where, where does that stand? Or does anybody yeah, really even uh, know? I, you haven't heard a whole lot of rumblings per se, but I'd say he's probably Texas is probably the favorite. Um, there's a couple more schools that he's visiting before he makes a decision. 
probably after the school year. He's still going to Memphis and Kentucky. So I think it, I think Texas and Memphis are probably your your top two. So if Auburn doesn't land him, where does that put us? Well, they're also still targeting Clifford Emery from New Jersey. Uh, he was on campus for the Kent State game. He recently trimmed his list from 13 to 8. Nice. Auburn did we make the top eight? eight? <laughs> we did make the top eight. Um, Elite eight, sorry. Yes, the Elite Eight. And uh, there is a new school, however, that is recruiting him and actually just offered him. Uh, it's that school up north uh, in our state uh, that's trying to get into the game here a little late, in my opinion. But They're bound uh, to get one good recruit every year. He's going to be the best player in the state of Alabama, quote-unquote. Uh, you know, he's going to get all the NBA love. I don't know. <laughs> that's Yeah. So actually, actually, they've gone into Canada to get their top recruit, but we're not, he we're not might here to be talk about the best player in the NIT. <laughs> yeah, we're not <laughs> here to talk about them. We're here to talk about Auburn. So, um, yeah, he would probably be your your top backup option right now if Greg Brown doesn't uh, commit. Um, I mean, would they are they going to try and in a perfect world did they sign both of them, or is I mean, it one I or think, the other? I feel like it's probably one or the other. Okay. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's one or the other. Are they, are they both? I feel true like there's only centers? one to two spots left. Okay. So just to be clear, Auburn's backup plan right now is a top fifty player. <laughs> We've come a long way, haven't we? <laughs> Not too shabby. That's pretty good. It is. Um, but yeah, that would probably be your backup plan. And then you know, if if neither one of those guys pan out, then perhaps you're looking at the the transfer market, the grad transfer market, or the JUCO route, because Bruce has had good luck in the JUCO route. So we've got three guys signed. We're, we're obviously looking at a big, either Greg Brown or Romayori or somebody else. Um, that still leaves two, probably two uh, spots in this class left, assuming Okoro goes to the NBA. Where else are we looking? Well, the other big recruit that's still out there is Jalen Green, uh, shooting guard out of California. Uh, he was in town for the Mississippi State game. He was in he was in Auburn the weekend that Sharif Cooper committed. Uh, he and Sharif were very close. They they play uh, uh, AAU together, isn't that right? Um, yeah. They, the pass maybe. Yeah, they in passing. They're on the same team, but yeah. Okay. Um, and I know Sharif's been recruiting him really hard to come to Auburn. I think honestly, it's down to Auburn, Memphis, and Oregon for Jalen. Um, or potentially he, you know, I've heard rumblings that he may go play overseas, but it. I think he's seeming like he's gonna he's gonna go the college route, um, but because he's definitely when you say overseas is that Europe is that Australia, whoever just, pays him, whoever yeah. wants to pay him to was it, uh, Latvia? <laughs> yeah, uh, I know there's guys going to like Australia and other places yeah. that are electing to forego going to college. So um, there's so, a couple guys. There's a couple guys that are playing in Australia this year that didn't go to college. So. Okay. Yeah, and that, that's starting to become more of a common path, isn't it? Where guys are going either international or uh, either they opened up the G League thing. I thought it was in there like a rule change now, too. To kind of, but I haven't heard about that as much, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Actually, I think Jared Harper's uh, teammate at Northern Arizona, Jalen McHugh, uh, went the G League uh, route. Okay, hmm. well, that's interesting. So. Um, yeah, I guess inherently you're just not going to hear about those guys as much. You yeah, you, you won't. So. Um, okay, but. so if we're again, we're going to say this is a perfect world. We're getting Greg Brown. We're getting Jalen Green. That would be the five guys that you for sure need. Oh, it's a dream class if you get them. Right. Absolutely. So if a sixth spot opens up with Okoro, where, where are we looking at there? And yeah, at this point, your roster's pretty balanced. You could probably take any position. I think so there's one or two guys that you would put, you look at. Uh, Jaden Stone, uh, guard, uh, native of Australia. Uh, he's played some prep ball in Alabama. He's now playing in Kansas. Uh, if you look at a lot of the message boards, the crystal balls have him 100% Auburn. But you haven't really heard a whole lot about him recently. Um, I think Auburn, Alabama, and Baylor are probably the top three schools for him at the moment. And, he, and by the way, we're talking about backup plans. He's like the 99th ranked player in rivals. So it's not a bad backup plan, I mean. Yeah, it was funny, like, even two years ago when we would look at, you know, doing previews for basketball games, you'd see the other team, and uh, especially with, like, Kentucky, even their, like, almost their walk-ons are top 100 players. And Auburn had, like, oh, we, we might have one. 
Oh, oh, Bryce Brown was like a 90th ranked player or something, whatever it was. And yeah, we're getting to the point where the entire roster is going to be top 100 guys. So it's, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Would you guys rather, if in a, I mean, obviously a perfect world, we'd get both Greg Brown and Jalen Green. But if we could only get one guy from that group, who would you prefer? Would you prefer Brown or Green? Uh, I mean, either one of them are, you know, they're going to be one of the best players on the team right away. Uh, I think I lean Greg Brown just because we don't have any other bodies there right now. Um, I, I think Auburn's got the shooters. You know, we'll be all right at, at, uh, at shooting guard. Uh, yeah, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Greg Brown. I, Crow will be mad at me, but I think I would go Green, and I only only because <laughs> of uh just the dynamic backcourts or seem to be what propels teams deep into into, into March. Um yeah. And so I I don't know. I just think I mean obviously either one will be awesome, but one where you've got well I mean Jalen Green's what like a six eight, six nine guard or something. Like he's he's a massive uh actually I'm gonna look that up. Make sure I got that right. Because I'm pretty sure he's like he's a six five. No, six five. Six five. Six I was thinking five. Brown. Adam's back. Yeah, that's still big. That's hard. It's just that seems like six nine to me after yeah. seeing uh yeah. Nice. So I just I don't know. I'd probably lean I would probably lean him and Cooper together. But yeah, either one would be great. Uh hopefully we don't have to make the decision. It'd be nice if both jumped, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my thought with Brown is you know, if you had that, you might be able to kind of continue what we've been doing this year uh, at five five where you have two guys that are effectively starters that are playing 20 minutes a game. If either one gets a foul trouble, you know, the other one plays 25. Because um, with, with Austin Wiley and Anthony McElmore, that has been – they have been the best player on the team. If you, or I guess the best position on the team. Yeah. So if you can get two of those just elite talents there, uh, I, would, I would love to see that again. Although we might frustrate a lot of people if we keep feeding it into the post. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would agree with – I would agree with Ryan on, on Brown just because we, we do need a big guy. But like you said, uh, Jalen and Sharif in the backcourt is lethal, and that would be awesome to see. Probably for just one year, but that would yeah. be pretty incredible to see. But, uh, yeah, Who's more I mean, likely, do you think? Uh, I'm probably going to say, if, of the two, I'd say Jalen. Okay. I just feel like Greg's more likely to go to either, like I said, Texas or Memphis. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Still having a visit to Kentucky is always scary, too. So yeah, so, and the thing about the, the visit to Kentucky is they already have six guys on board for next year, and three of them are Fords. So I'm not sure if he wants to add himself to the mix. Where at yeah, Auburn, he's going to be the guy. So, so how do these visits work? I mean, is, does Auburn still have visits on the board for these guys, or is there like a, a no contact period or anything? Um, I think there's contact period because I know Bruce was out visiting 2021 kids earlier this week. Um, okay. Obviously with the the season going on, it's it's a lot tougher to get out and recruit compared to. But if, the if these guys, weeks. he said Greg Brown was in town for the Iron Bowl. Is he going to be able to be in town for a basketball game as well? Um, haven't heard anything about that, but okay. it'd be really cool to get him back. I, I think he would have to pay his own way. Like I think he could still okay. visit, but I think yeah. so you only get one if it. I think the way basketball works is you get like one every year almost. Uh, like you like can take or school year. Yeah, yeah, like or school year. Like I think as a junior, he could have taken an official visit. I don't know if he did, okay. but. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it works in basketball. That sounds, yeah, I, I believe you're right, nerd. I uh, would, yeah, imagine if he were to come back, he would definitely have to pay his way. But that I'd would be a huge sign. <laughs> I'd love for him. If he has to pay his way. Our bag men are not doing their jobs. <laughs> Just throw true. that out there. <laughs> um, all right, is there anybody else uh, we we could be hearing their name, Will? I think I think the only other person that I would say right now would be Dylan Cardwell, and Dylan Cardwell is uh, played AAU with Devon Cambridge, uh, kind of that AOT connection. So he's so, yeah, the only is that other just guy. An Auburn pipeline that AOT team. It's it's becoming one for sure. Yeah. I feel like that if you ask me to name any AAU team, that is the only one I could say, just because it seems like half the Auburn roster will have played on that team. They need yeah. to add an extra A to the front of that and just be Auburn athletes of tomorrow. So uh, just just to be more accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. Was there a? I feel like we talked about this on the Slack uh, maybe a week or two ago. Was there a uh, two-way basketball football player? There is. 
Who is uh, it? He actually right. dropped a top eight uh, did we make it? yesterday, and we did. All right. Uh, with every other major program you can imagine. Uh, his name's uh, Jaquincy McKinstry. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, nicknamed yeah. nicknamed Kool Aid. Um, Look, if we don't get if we oh. don't get Sonny Smith saying that name. Yeah. He's uh he plays at uh at Pinson Valley, so he he's uh okay. former teammates with with Bo Nix. In fact, when Pinson was playing uh, Hoover, he was he came up with a big he had a big interception that almost ended up being a beatdown. But for a brief moment, you're like, oh maybe this will be a game. Um, <laughs> is he more of a football player or a? Oh, he's definitely a football player. player. Like okay. his future is going to be on the football side. But um, is I think he a Auburn... basketball pro- uh, prospect though? Yes, I think he. I think. This is purely my own take, but I think he would probably be like a three-star, maybe uh, something like that. Not, he's not a bad basketball player, but he's a legit like. Um, obviously, he's D one talent, right? Um, but he's not this. <laughs> he's not probably the level of guys that Auburn's been recruiting. But to but be he fair, would, he would be uh, able to be a walk-on though, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he would have to. He would have to be on a football scholarship, correct? Right. So that's probably also why Bruce is cool with it. Um, and uh, but the big thing is Kansas has also offered him the opportunity to play on both sides ball. So, uh, you know, I, I think yes, I'm, chances are good that both those guys are probably you know both Bruce and Bill are playing, uh, being friendly to uh, their football programs. But I, he's someone that would uh, that would definitely be interesting to see a kid tr- playing football and basketball at the same time. Auburn needs another two sport athlete. Yeah. Plus, I mean, come on, Kool Aid. It's just it's too good. Yeah, and hearing hearing Sonny try to say Quincy McKinstry needs to get back on defense without fouling. Yeah, I mean that's got to defend without fouling. Exactly. I'm curious what he'd actually call him actually because he called Devin Cambridge Dexter like four times in the preseason game. So. <laughs> yeah, I've caught myself referring to him Dexter at times from from just from Sonny. So is that the new uh, Gilbert for Horace? Yeah. <laughs> We hear your love. We all love Sonny Smith, by the way. We're just, oh, just yeah. on that. Oh, yeah. Sonny's the man. Shout out to Sonny. All right. So let's transition into football then. We had that little uh, two-way player. Now we can, can talk full football. I don't think we can get into Auburn football recruiting right now without talking about Jamie and Cohen. Just before <laughs> we do anything else, <laughs> we, we got to talk about the story. Uh, so just the, the quick story is that he's been an Auburn commit for – Pretty good while. Yeah, since and, June. Yeah, and then there's been a lot of, uh, if you just follow social media, it's, oh, I'm going to decide on signing day, Auburn or Alabama. Uh, but he hasn't pulled his commitment. So publicly, he's an Auburn commit, and he's just going to be doing the hat ceremony or whatever. But that happens with guys from time to time. They still they still want to have their, their moment. That's not really the case here. Uh, Auburn actually pulled his scholarship before he decommitted, uh, and he will not have a chance to sign with Auburn on signing day. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming he's a Bama. I don't know. I don't know if he's. Yeah, he committed. He committed yet. to Bama. He committed okay. to Bama Wednesday so, yeah, night. Yeah, so he's going to Bama. Um, I'm sure we will see him plenty over the next couple of years. But yeah, there, what, what's this? What's the deeper story there? So, you know. You know, first off, I want to say I don't know the kid personally, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak to who he like. You know, I think sometimes people get caught up between who they see as the recruit with their show and who people actually are behind the scenes. Everything right. I've heard is he's 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 fine, like a good dude off. But it's very clear that uh, recruiting the the spotlight that comes with recruiting is too much for him. But yeah, this is a uh, yeah. I don't, I should also point out he was a South Carolina commit initially. He committed to South Carolina in like February and uh, basically said, people shouldn't even bother recruiting me anymore. Uh, I'm locked in. And then they said something along the lines of like, uh, you either, either want to beat Bama or you want to beat like some sort of line, basically something about how he's going to beat Bama um, that got over the South Carolina. And then he flipped Auburn like two months later. Uh, so there was already kind of that, but yeah, he, he, what I will say is is um, the what's crazy about this is is like you said a lot of times there this isn't unusual like we've seen it before with Auburn I mean heck George Pickens last year 
Um, there's been a lot of different instances. There's two former Auburn commits on Alabama's uh, signing class that didn't go down like this. I mean, this was the first time ever. I've the one ever that seen... always sticks out to me is uh, Cyrus Quadro. He was yeah. an Auburn guy all the way up until signing yeah. day, and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't matter what it is. Auburn football finds its way to get into the into the middle of weird events, both good, both bad. On the field, um, off the field. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, the gist of what happened is uh, I'm I'm pretty confident. I don't know this for certain, but I'm pretty confident he committed to Alabama while on an official visit there this past weekend. Now, I should already tell you that an Auburn commit on official visit to Alabama leading up to signing day kind of shows you where things are. Um, Auburn had been kind of playing ball there the whole time, letting them stay publicly committed, you know, still visiting him, still trying to keep him. And then he starts this whole hyping up how he's going to have this decision in a week and a half uh, where he's going to have hats on the table. He's going to do a big, a big thing. And I think for Auburn, you know, there's no telling what happened besides these, but whatever it is, it rubbed them very wrong way because they, I've never before seen Auburn leak to reporters saying, Hey, uh, we're dumping this kid and basically forcing him to decommit and not letting him have his little ceremony or using Auburn as some sort of hat that he can, you know, toss away. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it like I, some of the other guys in the recruiting class, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily upsetting to them. No, I think uh, I mean kind of look on Twitter. Yeah, I mean it was it was everybody knew that he was going to Alabama like for about a week and a half now, yeah. even before everyone kind of said. But yeah, no, Kobe Hudson just tweeted purely like laughing, crying emojis to the article that uh, Cohen gave some pretty uh, salty comments to a reporter about it afterwards. Um, you would, but immediately after it, a wide receiver, not a not an offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, I, it's you know, and I'll say this: he's a, he's a good prospect. Um, he's someone that would you you would wish Auburn could sign. He's a type of player that Auburn continues to struggle to sign. Yeah, especially, especially on the offensive line. Yeah, which is a, a high school prep offensive tackle who has the upside to maybe grow into an SEC starter. But you know, I think it's going to be hard for him to crack the rotation at Alabama. I think he had a much better chance of seeing it at Auburn. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it was that was that was by far one of the more unique things I've seen. Uh, more so because it's just Auburn aggressively and publicly being like, "Yeah, we're not. Uh, we don't want this kid anymore." <laughs> I mean, he made it very clear that he was going to Alabama based on his tweets and like everything that you saw on social media. And yeah, he was me, he was talking trash about Auburn while being committed to Auburn. Yeah, to me, I I, I say kudos to the coaching staff to not have themselves, you know, get play play like a fool. They've been, you know. Stringing it along, he'd been stringing them along for a long time, and then you know I think Auburn just had enough. They knew what he was going to do, and they decided they didn't want to waste their time with him anymore. So um, yeah, and, you know, and unfortunately lead to uh, a lot of people tweeting accrues, which not a good look, guys. Come on. Nope. Oh man, there's like there's like 300 responses to his tweet of just like everybody, like South Carolina fans are still coming because they're still bitter about. I mean, yeah. Uh, he he scrubbed his whole Twitter though. He no he only has one tweet now, and it is his commitment to Alabama. He's deleted everything else because he had a bit of a meltdown when uh, when the news broke. He took some like I don't know if it was like a Snapchat or like some kind of picture where he had the the contact's name was Gus Bus. <laughs> it was supposed <laughs> to be proof that they didn't pull. He de- I don't know. Um, two things I'll say this: two things could be true. He can decommit and Auburn pull a scholarship. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it was, that's one of the, once again, Auburn, Alabama recruiting cycles there. It's impressive. The, the circuses they can put on, uh, for each other. Unfortunately, Auburn typically ends on the other end of it, but we make up for it by the fact that, you know, until Alabama starts flipping Auburn kickers, then, uh, yeah, then we're fine. Then, then we'll have problems, but you know, until then I think things are fine. <laughs> hey, nerd, right. could, you, could you speak to why Auburn, I don't know what it is lately, but it seems like we always have trouble recruiting kids in Phoenix City, Auburn, Opelika. Can you speak to why? Yeah, it's able- hard. It's hard to put a finger on it. You know, I think some of it is. I do think uh, growing up that close to Auburn, a lot of these kids want to get out. They want to get away. Um, and it's I just really, like how we got Seth Williams out of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Markel Benton is kind of the guy that started this trend. He was someone that Auburn felt really good about and then took a visit to Alabama and <laughs> didn't just immediately committed and it was over. Yeah. And then there's just been a string of them. So yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to tell on those things. It's definitely, uh, 
I imagine it's going to be even a little more difficult these days, given what happened Wednesday, but it's not like we've been getting recruits there anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, some people will say it's, it's you know, I think Jamie Dubose is their, their coach is either a Bama grad or related to someone related, but I, I don't get the impression that he's – most good high school coaches aren't actually being like, hey, don't go to Auburn, don't go to Alabama, because for them – Then there's Coward's coach. Yeah, and then there's Byron Coward's coach. There's the like I said, good good high school coaches. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely bizarre. But my guess is it's just because how how low, how close it is. Growing up in Phoenix, that whole area, you just want to get away and you go yeah, somewhere seems, else. Seems like the only guy from the you said Auburn, like a Phoenix City area, um, that has been a big contributor to Auburn at least under Gus was Corey Grant, and he didn't even sign at Auburn out of high school. He yeah, went he to went, Alabama yeah. for a year yeah. and then came back. You know, yeah, like a grad. Yeah, John John Broussard, I think, was the last one Auburn got out of uh, got out of Central. I think he was from Central, um, but he he didn't pan out and transferred to Memphis. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Recruiting is a bizarre game. You just never know. Uh, wasn't Stephen Roberts from Opelika? My, oh yeah, you're right. Let's say he's he was the last yeah. person I could think yeah, of. That's that one, yeah, and that's when Auburn flipped from Alabama, um, and they probably regretted that in 2017. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he turned out all right. Yeah. All right, so we are, as of this recording, we are six days away from signing day. Correct. Uh, we have, I'm looking at 24-7 right now, we have 20 commitments. Yep. So I'm, I'll, I'll read the room real quick, and then we can start talking about them, uh, just for everybody that's listening. So I, I go, I'll go from the top down as far as uh, rating. If Tank Bigsby at running back, he's the only five-star on the list. Uh Kobe Hudson at wide receiver, Wesley Steiner at linebacker, Jay Hardy at defensive tackles, Akeemius Walker at defensive end. He just flipped from Georgia, is that right? He didn't flip, but he was considered okay. uh, a, basically a Georgia lock until he wasn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Zavion Capers out of Alpharetta, he's another wide receiver. Evans, wide receiver. Ladarius Tennyson is just an athlete, looks like a little ball of muscle. Five nine, yeah. Probably a nickelback, starback. Uh, Chris Thompson's safety. Uh, Cam Riley is an uh, outside linebacker. Marco Damio is a JUCO cornerback, if I remember that one correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, out of Blinn. Uh, yep. Things come out of Blinn. Avery Jernigan, offensive lineman. Uh, Killian Zier, uh, JUCO offensive tackle. Uh, I'm sure Crow's going to be a big fan of him. Uh, Brennan Coffee, another JUCO tackle. Tate Johnson, uh, teammates with Tank Bigsby, uh, offensive lineman out of Callaway. Uh, Daniel Foster Allen's another defensive end. Elijah Canyon's another wide receiver. Got four wide receivers in this class. Uh, Jeremiah Wright, another offensive lineman. Jonathan Busky. Is it Busky? Busky? It's Busky. Busky. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, Another Juco lineman. Slipped through that time. And then the lowest-rated player in the class is Shail Garnett. He's a quarterback out of Lakeland, Florida. Yeah. I think it's actually Kyle. Is that really Kyle? Yeah, I think it is. It could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Um, C-H-A-Y-I-L for those listening. Yeah, I don't – yeah. So, yeah. So so let's let's just start at the top because I want to talk about Tank Bixby because he's awesome. Uh. I think it was in the state semifinals. Uh, Callaway lost to Brooks County, and Tank had like 250 yards or something like that. Yeah, he, he almost pulled that. And, and one quick He note, almost won that uh, game by himself. Yeah. We were just talking about Central and how Auburn can't seem to get anyone out of there. Uh, it's the exact opposite with Callaway. They got Keandre Jones there last year, uh, four-star offensive lineman, and they got two commits from Callaway this go-round. So uh we're big callaway fans on this on this pod tank's been flying up the uh recruiting boards right i mean he's 24 7's got him as the number 27 overall yeah and they might be the lo- they might be the lowest on him either yeah. uh, didn't, didn't rivals have him as the number one running back rivals moved him up to the number one pure running back they have one guy ahead of them they, they, they rate there's also an all-purpose back i think they have someone ahead of them on that but yeah um i mean he's a he's 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 a complete package he's he's the exact type of recruit Auburn has been watching Alabama and Georgia and LSU sign for the past few years. And Auburn fans going, what happened to uh, running back you? Where are our guys? Um, not that we've been bad. Obviously it's a really talented room Auburn's got right now, but. Uh, Very full room. Yeah. It, the, the, the one weakness that I've seen people mention or 
the knock of him is sometimes ball security issues. Like he had some fumbles against Opelika early in the season. That's really it. I mean, he is he is a legit four five. So he's a guy that he gets up in the field. He's gone. He's he's powerful, so he could pound it between the tackles. He's in that two ten two fifteen range. He's an outstanding receiver. Not that that was going to matter a huge amount <laughs> because of Alzad's <laughs> office, but uh, I mean, he was the star of seven on of the seven on seven tournaments uh, for running backs in, in the opening, the big uh, recruiting event in summer. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the complete package. It's going to be fun to watch him and see how he, it's going to be interesting to see where he is in the pecking order and how many touches Auburn, because they got to get him the football next year. So position wise, just looking at the commits as it stands right now, uh, what are we missing? So the good news is, I don't think there's a glaring hole in this class right now. If there is one, it's probably at the buck uh, at a pass rusher. Wow. Pass rusher. Uh, I don't know if Auburn has a pure pass rusher in this class. Uh, I like Zykevis Walker, but he's probably going to end up more of a strong side guy. Uh, Cam Riley could grow into a buck. Um, You know, he's, he's honestly about the same area that Derek Hall was at this time last year. So yeah, he's he's being listed as six, three, two Oh seven. Yeah, but I think he weighed in at uh, uh, he grew some. I think he's either six four, six five uh, okay. at the Alabama Mississippi um, All Star game. But yeah, um, it, that's probably the biggest hole in the class. Um, you know, they want a tight end, but I don't necessarily ever going to consider a tight end a hole in the class. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because we signed two of them last year, uh, three if you count DJ Wilson. But he's, he's yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I wouldn't classify it as a whole. Uh, I'm a big Luke Deal fan from last year. I think he's going to be a player. Um, they have a guy there that I think they're going to get, but we can talk about it later. But uh, the other the other um, spot though is probably an early enrollee offensive tackle that can come in and compete in the spring. You know, Auburn. I, I read a bunch of JUCO offensive linemen. But yep. So every nice. single one, of, every single one of you, those guys you read will not be able to participate in spring practice. Uh, Killian Zaire, this is, uh, I believe it was Brandon Marcello for Auburn Undercover, is the one that got the scoop. Uh, Towards ACL, either two or three weeks ago. Um, And we'll miss all of spring. And, you know, hopefully he's back by fall camp. But now all of a sudden he might be looking at a redshirt year. Um, How many years of eligibility does he have? He has three years to play two. So he can redshirt if needed. Um, Brendan Coffey, the whole reason Auburn didn't take him at first is because he was, he was going to be a late, a summer, you know, a, a May graduate and not on right. campus till summer. And then Jonathan Buskey was the first guy they took and a guy that, uh, killing Kenny Dillingham was actually very, very high on. Um, but, uh, he's had some academic concerns. And so he's no, he was thought to, he was going to be an early enrollee. He hasn't, he's not going to be anymore. And now there's concerns whether or not he'll even qualify. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> the Juco experiment, while good on paper, is struggling right now. The good news is there is a guy that, that could fill that hole um, uh, in Jeremy Flax. Who, uh, is he another uh, Juco guy? Yep, and four. So there's a chance Auburn signs four Juco offensive tackles. Okay, and just bring class. the bodies in. That's all we need. Just right bring now. them in. Spray and pray. Uh, the, uh, I will say Brennan Coffey is a guy that could slide inside of those, of those, of those four. But, yeah, so – Jeremy Flax took an official visit this past weekend. Auburn looks to be in the lead. He's going to be in Kentucky this weekend. They're probably the biggest threat, but uh, he's making a decision next week. If Auburn can land him, that's big because he also has three years to play three. So he'll he'll come to Auburn as a redshirt sophomore okay. uh, and be an early enrollee. So that's that's probably, in terms of need and hole in this class, that's probably the big guy out there, literally and figuratively. So we have, is it two prep? Uh, offensive lineman right now. Avery Jernigan and Tate Johnson. Yep. I miss anybody else. Oh, yeah. and Jeremiah Wright. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought I think there's a third. Yeah, so there's three. Yeah. So they could be looking at taking seven offensive linemen, which sounds like a lot, but when you were you know, bringing in two and three guys yeah. in your past, it's what you got to do. I think that either matches or is just one less than total lineman Auburn has signed in the last three years combined. Ooh. Don't tell me that. Um, they signed three last year. I think they only got like two the year before. And then they had the hand, Herb Hand class, which was three. And Calvin Ashley's not here anymore. Um, yeah, so that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you under-recruit a major position like it. Um, so to, to Auburn's credit, though, they're uh, they're doing the best. And I'll say of those prep guys, the, uh, 
uh, I, I'm a big Avery Jernigan fan. He's 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 been locked in with Auburn since he committed. He's a guy who would not shock me to see find a way somewhere at guard or center onto the field pretty early in his career. So there, there's always the big question of quarterbacks. I mean, that's that's yeah. what everybody likes to talk about when you talk about recruits. Um, we talked about Kyle Gar- Garnett, uh, but he's the lowest rated guy in this class. Uh, <laughs> is is he somebody that maybe Gus would be comfortable as the backup next year? Otherwise, it's Cord Sandberg. I think they'll be more comfortable with Cord. Um, you know, ah, I, think, I told Crow that, and he didn't believe me. There you go. Yeah. For the record. Yeah. yeah. Have some faith. Did you not see him dropping bombs, Crow, on on Sanford? They didn't know what hit him. Uh, yeah. Uh, Garnett was was a was a Dillingham guy. He was a guy that Dillingham scouted and offered and evaluated. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, he's got a long way to go though before he's ready. Um, Auburn's definitely wanting a second quarterback. Uh, they had two guys in mind. The first one is seemed obvious. You would think uh, it's Chad Morris's son, Chandler, uh, who's a four-star quarterback out of Texas. But it sounds like he doesn't want to follow his dad. Uh, so I think unless something changes, he's probably going to end up somewhere in the Big 12 like Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, the other guy was Jacoby. quarterback Clay. and you can go to Oklahoma. It's uh, probably not yeah, a bad idea. Hard to pass that. Yeah, and, and honestly, like it's a tricky situation too because then it's like – if you have a quarterback battle and the offensive coordinator's son is one of the quarterbacks, even if he is the best, there's going to be people going, ah, oh, well, you know, dad picked his son. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't think that's coming. The other guy was Jacoby Criswell. He's, he's been committed to North Carolina. He's from Arkansas, but, uh, old Sam Pittman. Yes, sir. Is, uh, <laughs> made him the number one, basically the number one target for him when he got there. Which makes sense. You want to keep the in-state talent in Arkansas. You know, Arkansas is not exactly loaded, but you typically have three to five guys at the top end of that class. That's pretty good, and he's one of them. So, I think he might end up flipping. Ar- if he flips, it's probably going to be Arkansas. So, those are the two guys that Auburn has been looking at. Uh, Chad Morris hit the trail for the f- for the first time, I think, yesterday, and is he, he uh, trying to pull some of the guys he was recruiting to Arkansas. Uh, not that I've seen so far. It'll be interesting. There's a tight end that I think Auburn might go after. Um, if they're to miss on on a, on a guy they like, uh, but I don't think he had, the only quarterback he had committed was his son. Uh, but uh, they offered or may have offered. There's disputed whether or not this has actually been offered. But the guy they're interested in right now is uh, oh man, what's his name? I had to pull it up. Um, sorry, I've it just happened yesterday, so I'm still trying to catch so, up with him. So Gregory Span, uh, the weatherman. It's the weatherman. Weather Gregory Span. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm asking about if, if we're trying to pull any of the guys that uh, Morris was recruiting at Arkansas, but, you know, it goes both ways. We've had, we, I don't know if it was it a public comment or, or what was it that Dillingham wasn't going to be recruiting into the offensive line into Florida State. Yeah, it, it wasn't and the, public. We know they're desperately in need of offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was public. It was one of those behind the scenes, I think. Okay. You know, Gus and Norvell and, and even Dillingham, they're all close and they're not going to try to screw each other over. And basically, if if a kid wants to follow Dillingham, then it's then he can do it. Um, but the nice thing about, you know, as much as people frustrates Gus meddling in the offense or whatever, uh, when kids commit on offense, they commit to Gus. They're not committing to, to other people. Um, so I don't see any flips with Dillingham leaving. Um, uh, although interesting, uh, Zavian Capers or Zav- I don't know. I think that's right. Uh, four-star wide receiver. He was a former Arkansas commit. Uh, so he's actually super pumped because he really liked Chad Morris. So uh, the, the two head coaches he liked the most are teaming up. Um, so he he shut his recruitment down. North Carolina was trying to sneak in. Old Mac Brown bringing those suitcases everywhere. But uh, uh, it looks like he's sticking. He's a guy that could, that could play early. So, um, yeah. So who from this class do you see as you know, day one contributors next year? Well, Tank's definitely an obvious one, although it's going to be tougher. It's going to be a battle to get him touches with all the mouths to feed because you've also got Mark Anthony Richards coming back from injury, who's right. a top player player. Yeah, um, it looks like you know Booby and uh, DJ are kind of the one-two, yeah. at least going into the offseason. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but from a talent perspective, you can't ignore him. Uh, you know, I think at the wide receiver position, 
I'm a big Kobe Hudson fan. Uh, you know, he's the, he's the opposite of Javion Cohen. Uh, Hudson is the longest uh, tenured commit for Auburn. He was, when he committed, he was like the second or third guy, but uh, I think it looked like he was a sophomore when he committed. Yeah. Uh, I think no, junior, sorry. I tweeted this the other day. It was like five of Auburn's first six commitments are no longer in the Auburn's class. The one guy that remained is Kobe Hudson. Uh, and, and he committed early cause he wanted to help build the class. He's done that, but, uh, he's played quarterback the last two years. I've, I've, uh, I've been trying to come up with, I'm not great at comps, but if I had to make a comp, he honestly is a guy that reminds me of someone like a Terrell Zachary, a guy that could do a little bit of everything. Um, maybe he doesn't wow you with any one thing, uh, but it's slippery, hard to tackle, uh, ex- short area. He's got that short area explosiveness. Um, he's someone who wouldn't shock me to find a role in the offense next year. Um, defensively, there's definitely some guys that could contribute. I mean, Marco Damio is going to compete for the cornerback spot opposite of uh, Roger McCreary. Um, the both defensive linemen, Jay Hardy and Zakivis Walker, they'll, they'll be in the rotation. Uh, you know, Hardy's got a chance to grow into – They also there's also Daniel Foster Allen, but he's probably going to need a year or two of seasoning. But Jay Hardy so – He should win an Oscar. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, but Jay Hardy's got this, he's, he's one of those guys that's probably gonna end up a defensive tackle. Uh, and Zykevis Walker's probably gonna end up a strong side end, but I think you'll see both of them. With as um, much turnover as Auburn's going to have on the defensive line next year. I mean, yeah. They, they you know, needed it. Garner's been pretty good about getting as many guys in as possible. I mean, you saw yeah, I mean, a lot of the freshmen this year, even if they weren't, even behind Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, as good of a starting defensive line as we had, all those freshmen were playing. Yeah, and I go back to even think a guy like Tyrone Truesdale. He was a guy that was getting reps last year when Auburn didn't need him, and you saw that this year some. And so, yeah, I think you'll see all those guys. You'll see them contribute. Um, I'm trying to think who else might jump out as as an early. You mentioned Ladarius Simpson might be uh, like a nickelback. Um, do you think he'll is he like a guy that's going to see the field early? He's just listed as an uh, athlete. The only reason I would possibly say maybe not is just because you'll have Tut back and you'll have Jordan Peters back. And if Auburn gets this other Juco cornerback they're going after, Brian George, he probably could slot in there too. And then there's also – there's just so many bodies in my heart. But I'll say this about Tennyson. He is going to be a major fan favorite by the time he leaves. Imagine, Everybody loves a short guy. Imagine Sean, Sean yes. Imagine Sean Chivers on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he is. I'm telling you, if even if you're not into like, I get it. You don't watch highlights of high school football players. I get it. You're a normal, sane human being. But I'm telling you, this podcast, they're probably at least a little. I'm telling you, pull up Ladarius Tennyson's highlights and just watch him attempt to kill other human beings. He is as violent a hitter as you'll find. Uh, and what's wild is there's some coaches in Florida that say if he was two inches taller, he might be a top 50 running back. Uh, so he's, he's, he's going to be fun. I, you know, they might find a way to get him on the field. He'll probably, he'll probably have roles, special teams covering kicks or something like that. But before he leaves, he's going to be, it was, it's kind of the same way when I watched, I remember watching Jacoby McLean's tape and you were like, okay, this kid is going to make people like him because he's going to have those types of plays where you're just like, wow. The thing in my head that, that sticks out is, uh, defensive back that plays that way would be Robson Threesy. Yes. Is that kind of what we're looking at? That's a, that's a good comp. Yeah. The same type of, uh, of skill set, a, a smaller undersized guy that plays a hundred miles an hour to light people up and should, yeah, is looking to perform acts of violence on every play. <laughs> so, so this right. is a guy that's going to knock helmets off of offensive players. Is what Exa- you're saying. Yeah, I, I, yes, exactly. <laughs> Imagine Xavier McKinney finally gets to touch the ball on offense and he's coming the other way. It's going to be Ladarius Tennyson that then gives him the treatment back. So, um, and I'll I'll throw out there too. Chris Thompson's a thumper too. He's just bigger. He's six two. He's probably more of like a Jamie and Sherwood type of guy. But Auburn has the both safeties that Auburn brought in this class, Thompson and Tennyson. They uh they will hurt you. Uh, and so uh, you pair those guys with Smoke, who's the same type of mentality. There's there is going to be some more helmets flying off and probably some targeting penalties, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> All right. So going into si- this early signing period and signing day, we've got a couple spots left. Who, who are we looking for uh, that we think is going to sign with us uh, next week? 
All right, so I'm glad you asked. I actually have this broken down. Now I'm going to do my right. best. I'm going to do my best to not talk for like 20 straight minutes. <laughs> so uh, I'll make this try to make this quick. So I have three guys that I would classify that I would say a decent high level of confidence they'll end up with Auburn. So Auburn has 20 commits now. Everyone's the, the number everyone's thrown around is 25. I suspect that number is actually a little bit higher just based off of how Auburn's recruiting, but I could be wrong. That's just my own. Typically, that doesn't get out because coach staffs don't like it. It can be used against you. But anyway, assuming 25, there's five spots. Um, first is Desmond Tisdall, linebacker out of uh, – I mean, it, it's, the, it's the Travis Williams mold. He's six foot, 215 pounds from South Georgia, and he hits people hard. Uh, he's a guy like that him. won it in the class. He won it in the class in the summer. Wesley Steiner beat him to the punch. Uh, and it's one of those things where – you know, position coaches get a limited amount of spots they're allowed to fill, and Travis had filled his spots at that point. And then Simpson decommits. You have Michael Harris transfer out, and Auburn kind of striking out on Philip Webb. And all of a sudden, this deal's a take. And, and it looks – Tennessee was a team that made a big push, but I, it's looking very likely. He canceled his official visit to Tennessee this weekend. Auburn's going to visit them tomorrow or Friday, if you're listening to this, maybe now. Maybe he's visiting them right now as you're listening to this. Uh, but uh, Travis Williams loves this dude. That's all you need to know. Travis Williams is one of the students class the whole, the whole time. He just hasn't had a spot. Now he's got a spot for him. So that's one. The next is Jeremy Flax. I've already talked about him. Just, just a quick note on him. He's 6'6", 320 pounds. He's a massive human being. Uh, but he carries it well. Um, meaning if you watch him play, you don't, you don't see some lumbering giant. You see a guy that can move. He is a, he's a physical, physical run blocker. He's got the length to be a, to be passed. But if you watch most of his highlights, it's him just bulldozing people in the run game. Which for Auburn is actually what you need. Is um, he an interior guy or is he a tackle? He'll be, in, he'll be a tackle. Uh, uh, he'll battle. He'll battle for a starting spot. I don't know if he'll get it or not. I think that'll depend on Troxel's health, but yeah. um, he'll be there. The third one to know, <laughs> and this guy is a bit of a character. I I've never met him. I've never spoken to him. He hasn't even talked. But just the way his recruitment has gone, he's he seems like an interesting dude. Uh, it's Brian George. He's a top five JUCO prospect overall. He's a defensive back. Uh, can can do a little of everything. I, I actually think I, it wouldn't shock me if you filled the uh, Javaris Davis role for Auburn, where you slide him inside to a star or put him outside. Um, he he's, he visited for the Iron Bowl. Basically, I, all of his visits just come out of nowhere. No one ever ex- knows like when he's going to show up. He'll just <laughs> literally the day of the Iron Bowl, he just tweeted, hey, I'm going to the Iron Bowl. Um, and basically after the Iron Bowl said, uh, yeah, my recruitment has changed and I'm going to have a decision very soon and I'm going to be back in Auburn for an official visit. So I was like, okay, I think this, we know where this is going. Uh, had his official visit, said Auburn leads over Texas A&M and said a commitment would be coming shortly. Uh, it is now Thursday, possibly Friday. It still has not happened. Uh, and he told uh, Auburn recruiting reporters that it's because he's waiting for his video man. He's working on his commitment video. Oh, I like it. Uh, he's supposed to sign next week. So we'll see. Uh, when it happens, but I'll be shocked if it's not Auburn. So those are the three that I think Auburn fans should feel pretty good about. Uh, Desmond Tisdall, Jeremy Flax, and Brian George. That 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 fills kind of the the major the needs there. Um, yeah, and then the next next two I have at medium confidence. I think they're 50-50. Uh, I've talked about them before. Uh, Jeremiah Pegues, JJ Pegues from from Mississippi. I've been wondering how you say that name. Six three. Get ready for this. 6'3", 285 pounds. Ooh. Yet he runs like a 4'6", 4'7". I mean, he's one of the more unique athletes you will see. Um, tight end. Uh, Auburn has been his leader for the whole year. He just hasn't pulled the trigger. Alabama has made a strong push. But I think the guy, the team to watch is still Ole Miss. With Lane Kiffin going there, He his tight end just won the Mackey Award at Florida Atlantic. And you can bet that when Piggy stops by Sunday, as he's supposed to do after the All-Star game, uh, that will be a topic of conversation by Lane Kiffin. So if Auburn can survive that trip, he ends up with Auburn. But I'm not I'm 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 leery about that happening. So we'll see what happens there. Great player. I'd love to see him end up at Auburn, but at the end of the day he's a tight end, so I'm not gonna freak out too much. Do you think Auburn has a advantage that they didn't have before with Chad Morris uh, being able to talk about Shane O'Grady? Yeah, he, he was the I, one guy when I looked at Arkansas's offense this year. I was like, oh man, he's he's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think yeah. I think you can point to that. You know, I, 
the truth is Auburn did use guys more. They had them on the field. JJ Wilson was all over the place. He ended um, up being a pretty good target down the stretch. Yeah. Um, so you sell on that. John, I mean, John Samuel Schinker played a lot, even if wasn't catching a ton of balls. There was some, there was a lot of plays designed for him, including that third down play uh, in the iron bowl where yeah. they were going to sneak him out. So uh, you can sell some stuff. Uh, and I'll say this. Pegues is the guy that fits that mold of line him up anywhere. You don't have to substitute, you know, Spencer Nye out and then bring in JJ Wilson for a pass. Like you can, saying, you his can size, it's not like he could be a six lineman too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays. He plays both ways. He just won the state championship, and he played defensive end and tight end, and even did some wildcat. Uh, so he's a fun player. So the the other fifty fifty guy I got is Dallas Walker, which is a beautiful name. Um, he's a defensive tackle out of Tennessee, longtime Texas A and M commit. But Ronnie Garner saw him in person in the spring and was like, "I gotta have this guy." He's only a three star, but if Ronnie Garner puts you in his top group after watching you play, you're probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, so he's been in Auburn, I think, three of the last four weekends. Uh, but A&M has convinced him to take an unofficial visit to A&M this weekend. So <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Again, having Jay Hardy and Zakivas Walker and Daniel Foster Allen makes this not as painful, but it'd be a big win. So those are kind of the five guys. It wouldn't shock me if all five of those guys landed with Auburn next week. It could be a really fun week. Um, my guess is Auburn gets four of those five. Uh, a, a bad day would be two of those five. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, and then there's two other names just to know because they're going to have Auburn hats on the table, but I don't expect them to pick Auburn. One is Eric Reed Jr., uh, four-star defensive back out of Louisiana. Uh, he's probably going to end up at Georgia unless Georgia – they've got like four five-star defensive backs on campus. So they have some absurd Ooh. visit with this week. I don't know if – We'll see if he has a spot still. If he still has a spot, then he lands there. Otherwise, it could get interesting with him. The other is Josiah Hayes. He's from, uh, or I guess Josiah Hayes from Mississippi. Uh, I don't think Auburn's high on him. I don't mean that to knock the kid. I just mean that Auburn's very picky right now at defensive line, and they got other guys ahead of him. And I think he's probably going to end up back in Ole Miss. He's a former Ole Miss commit. But he'll have an Auburn hat on the table. So those are kind of the seven names to know for next week. So are – any of the quarterbacks that we're looking at, are they committing next week or are they waiting until February? So my understanding is Criswell and Chandler Morris are supposedly waiting, although North Carolina is trying to get Criswell signed. Gregory Spann, uh, the new supposed offer, wanted to sign next week. So we'll see if he visits. There's a chance he officially visits this weekend. I'll say this. If he officially visits this weekend, he's probably going to sign with Auburn. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um that that would be the quarterback that does it. Other than that, I don't uh, I don't see it unless a new quarterback offer goes out Friday morning and or they sneak someone on campus um, this weekend. Uh, what about Kool Aid? Kool Aid is twenty twenty one, so we got a whole. Oh, year. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, we got a whole year to to embrace Kool Aid, <laughs> and and Auburn's going to be battling uh, Clemson and Alabama and Georgia and LSU for him. So uh, it'll be a ride. So. This last thing, and uh, we'll talk about it both ways. Is there anybody that we're worried about might flip, and is there anybody we are trying to flip? So the, uh, you know, Cohen was really the guy from up to it. Uh, outside of him, the two names I'd keep an eye on. Uh, Cam Riley, I think, is solid to Auburn, but he's he's talked about not signing early and waiting to February because he wants to go visit places, namely Oklahoma. Uh, if he does. Basically, if any kid doesn't sign early, that's a guy you should probably pay attention to. Um, sure. The other one to watch uh, is J.J. Evans, um, wide receiver. LSU and Alabama are still talking to him. Uh, I think they're both trying to convince him to not sign early. Again, if he doesn't sign early, it's something to pay attention to. But as of now, I think every commit except for maybe Jonathan Buskey signs early. And I think Jonathan Buskey wouldn't sign early because Auburn would say, Hey man, we need to make sure your grades are good before we can let you in this class. Um, now on the other hand, there's the one to pay attention to. And I'm sure most Auburn fans are aware about this by now, because it's been all over the social media is uh, the number two offensive tackle in the country. Five-star Broderick Jones uh, has been oh, committed. To Georgia. We're, we're going to call him bro Derek, right? Yeah. Bro Derek. Yeah. Bro Derek. <laughs> Uh, bro Derek, uh, Auburn looking for the most bro offensive tackle pairing in the in the land. Uh, this dude, I mean, he's it. Like in terms of like, if you were like, hey, 
I need to go create a player in NCAA, like an offensive tackle recruit, you would you would create Bro Derek Jones. Uh, but uh, for Georgia, he's already said that he's not going to sign early. Georgia's probably going to try to convince him to do that. But if he sticks to that, then he plans to officially visit Auburn in January. Uh, it's going to be a tough flip. You don't easily flip five stars from Kirby Smart. Um, but but they lost his position coach. They lost Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman, I don't think people realize. Yes, sir. I don't think people realize that dude has been – him and Del McGee have been absolutely insane for Georgia recruiting. Um, what he's done there, built there is insane. Uh, they've already lost one recruit. He's probably going to end up at Florida now. Um, another is contemplating, and Clemson or Tennessee could flip him. And Auburn's going to try to flip this guy. So it's open season on Georgia O Lyman. And while Matt Luke's a good dude, and I think people are going to like him, he he ain't he ain't Sam Pittman. And so Auburn's got a shot in that one. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You hope he doesn't sign early, and then you see what happens. But other, other than that, the other flip would be Dallas Walker, the defensive lineman. Um, there's been talks and like murmurs that maybe there's some secret, super top secret buck recruit, some pass rusher that Auburn's going to get on campus this weekend. I think that talk has been Romello Height, who is a three-star committed to Miami, really good pass rusher, but yeah, he shut his sounds recruit- like a Miami name. Yeah, he shut his recruitment down. He's like 6'5", 205 pounds. Like he's very, he's a very long, uh, wiry kid. But but he had like shooting guard. He had like twenty sacks or something, a stupid amount of sacks. This this thing that Auburn Auburn really liked him. Uh, but I don't think they're gonna get him. He's committed to Miami. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if there's any super secret visitors this weekend. I'm sure War Bloggle will let us know. Um, but uh, anybody yeah. get pizza? Yeah. So. All right. Well, that should give you everything you need to know about uh, the recruiting class for football, basketball. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll be back uh, sometime after signing day. I'm not sure how the holidays yeah. are going to pan out. Um, yeah. So. I'm going to miss you guys in uh, Birmingham this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have uh, uh, half the uh, College of Mag staff there, I think. But I'm going to be missing you guys. Just just remember, though, I just one final note on recruiting. Everyone just remember okay. all of Alabama's players, all of Georgia's players, all of LSU players, way overrated. All of Auburn's of players, course. disrespected, underrated, all diamonds in the rough. Well, and they it's love Auburn. And they love they're, Auburn. Yeah, everybody in the town Auburn. loves Auburn. Yeah, they're committed to and Auburn. The other guys, they just needed the money. It's just the yeah. It's and I think it's what's also important to remember is that these kids came to Auburn for free. Uh, they're choosing Auburn. They're turning down money from these other programs to come to Auburn. So just you know, enjoy these kids and know that they are pure uh, human beings. That uh, you know, just. Yeah, so I think that's important remembering in recruiting season. Also, don't tweet at them. Yeah, don't, yeah, that too. <laughs> and not even after they sign. Like I, that might be tempting. Like, oh, well, they're, they're already Auburn players now. No, just just don't. I'll say if, this. If, if, tell you what, if you're their age, sure. If you're an 18 year old, go right on ahead. I'll say this too. If if uh, think about it from this way, would you be willing to tell a six four, three hundred ten pound person this? to their face uh use that as kind of your your judge I, you shouldn't tweet at them but even if you're going to tweet at them then go like hey would i say these words to a 6 4 310 pound person that could probably kill me with the punch that's also a good thing to remember uh, well it's been good guys uh, I, I will probably still have a Regularly scheduled Orange and True episode. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I gotta get Crow to break down this Auburn class, the signing class for I, us. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw names at him and yeah. uh, see how he get, responds. Get, get him to give us get comps. When you're learning comps on every single player. Tell you what, what I'll actually do is I, I will quiz him on Monday to okay, see if you yeah. listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, what you need to do is look up just like, or just random recruits too, and just name names and like do. We could do a little the Charles Barkley name, like the the game where you have to guess which team he has to get for. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Actually, the game is just purely: is this player actually committed to Auburn or not? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Keep me uh, keep me reminded of that. We're gonna do that on Monday. Um, Hopefully, celebrating an Auburn basketball win and a great recruiting class. How how are you feeling about Saturday, Will? 
a little nervous, not going to lie. I think, and Bruce said it today, and so did Anthony Macklemore, uh, this is going to be the best team they've played all year. Uh, St. Louis is really good, so I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, Auburn fans pack out the Legacy Arena. Because uh, I saw there was $10 tickets, so there's no excuse not to go if you're in the Birmingham area. And you might get to meet us. I know they have the scariest-looking mascot Auburn's face so far. <laughs> and we face some teams with weird mascots already, yeah. so that's saying something. Yeah, that's a billikin. Whatever what? that is. So it's a billikin, which looks like <laughs> some sort of devil troll. Yeah. We, we went over it a little bit uh, on the pod last week. Yeah. I still don't really remember. It's it's some weird like, – I think they made it up specifically for this. I question. respect that. More teams need to do that. More teams yeah. need made-up names for their uh, for their teams. Anyway, sorry. It's a charm doll, I guess. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know. Sure. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yep. Isaac knows. 